And welcome to yet another sensational edition of the Promo Music Roundtable. One of your hosts, Bill Petrie. Got two more folks here, and I'll introduce them in just a second. But first, got to thank our sponsor because, hey, if you don't thank the sponsor, no reason to do the actual broadcast. That's what I always say. Anyway, that's what I'm saying anyway. Uh, our sponsor today is Promo Show, as you know. Over 140 different suppliers on promoshow.com right now. We have over 500 distributors visiting on a daily basis. Um, and so we are really proud of that, really excited about that. Um, and it's one of the things that uh, really kind of connects us right now. As we're all looking for ways to connect, we all know that um, – we all know that uh, that's the one thing we're missing most right now are those wonderful connections. And it's a great way to connect with your, uh, it's a great way to connect with your supplier friends. It's a great way to see what products they're putting out there. And it's a really great way just to kind of create a little bit of normalcy in this weirdness we're all in right now. It's the industry's first and only virtual trade show. And like I said, it's over at promoshow.com. You're not going to be sorry you went over there and visited. It's the entire industry. Virtually. All right. So as I said, I'm Bill Petrie, your host, and I've got two other hosts with me. I've got Jason Oaks, the founder of Promo Pulse, right there, waving his hand. Hello, Jason. Hey, Bill. And we've got David Schultz, the VP of Supplier Relationships at CommonSkew. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. This week on our, our weekly team calls, Catherine always starts the meeting by, welcome to week eight of quarantine. So... <laughs> Cheers. 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 Right. Cheers. So our topic today is best live shows we've been to. And one of the things about the three of us, we all have very eclectic tastes. We all gravitate toward one way. I don't have my ticket stubs. I feel so. Come on. I know. I don't. So one of the things, we all gravitate toward certain types of music, but our tastes are truly all over the map. I've had conversations with both these guys about Metal, jazz, country, rap, you name it. We've had the discussion. So I'm real excited to see what top five favorite shows are. Dave, let's start with you this week. Ooh, you're going to start with me. I am starting with you. You know why? Because I'm technically the host of this thing. I can mute anybody. I've you got all the power. whatever the hell you want, Bill. This is your show. Uh, just... No, no, it's our show, but I'm in control. Thank you for uh, giving us a topic where I can kind of clean out my dresser drawers because um, I've got – ticket stubs here that span decades. And you know, the reality is like my live shows span from the smallest of small club shows in my college years to right. the biggest of big arenas and such. And some of them, I, I'm, as I'm looking back through some of these tickets and thinking back on some of these shows, I have tickets to some shows where it's the same band spread 30 years apart. So, okay. No, number five, you want to go in reverse order? Are these ranked or just, Never. No, I have. I, I, how many weeks have we done the show? Do you know me ever to actually rank anything? No, you're very much like Kirby. You don't. I can't organize by, or rank these things. You don't play by my out. rules. You don't play by my rules. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, like some of my very first concerts are probably in my mind the best I ever saw just because okay. I've never seen anything quite like it. Yep. And I was taking guitar lessons when mm -hmm. I was a freshman in high school. Yep. And my guitar teacher said, I got to take you to a show. I think you'll like this band. They're pretty cool. And we went to the show and the opening band uh, was a band called the Slicky Boys. The Slicky Boys. Punk was band out of Washington, D.C. Okay. 
And the main act was this uh, relatively new band out of Dublin called U2. I think there are about 800 people there. Nice. Um, and that would be this ticket. And then 32 years later, uh, they were, I don't know where that ticket went, but they were at Arrowhead to do uh, the Joshua Tree tour album again. So those were always great shows. Uh, good. Sounded good, looked good. Um, so that was one. Uh, another one, one of my very first concerts was Duran Duran at the Capitol Center in Washington, D.C. Okay. I think I was like 13 or something. Do you remember who opened for the Double Duran during that show or that, that tour? I, I do not. <laughs> what? I, Slicky Boys again? The Slicky Boys? No, no, because no, this was at the Capitol Center. Bigger venue now. We're looking like, you know, 13,000, 14,000 people where the um, Washington Capitals played. Good show. It was right around the time that uh, one of the early videos on MTV came out, The Reflex. Reflex. Yes. That ironically was filmed at their show in Toronto that same year. Oh. So nod to our, uh, our Canadian friends. And yes. then again, they came through Kansas City um, just a couple of years ago, and a friend of mine had the opportunity to get us like in the front row, and it was a pretty spectacular show then too. So kudos to those bands that can keep that going for like 30 years and still sound good and look good and everything else. No question. Um, from a sound, I like live music from a clean sound perspective too, and one of the bands I've seen live multiple times, outdoors, indoors, that is amazingly clean live is Muse. They do an incredible job of keeping external noise on stage to a minimum. So when they mix them, they just, they just sound really, really good wherever they are. They've been really great. And then, you know, I think my fifth would be like a hodgepodge of like all these bands that I used to see multiple times in college in tiny clubs. We've got the Connells nod to Danny and his friends in North Carolina uh, the Samples, Trip Shakespeare, Semisonic, um, all of these bands that used to play in the local clubs when I was in college, and we would travel around to the various schools and see them live. Always nice. great shows. Good choice. I don't even see. I don't even know if that was five, but uh, I think it was. You know what? Doesn't matter, Dave. You, you've staked your claim that you're not playing by the rules. So it was as many <laughs> bands as you wanted to share. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next and save the best for last. So <laughs> these are not in order. Um, uh, they are in order. Um, so number five would actually be Motley Crue in November of 1997. It was the year they brought Vince Neal back as singer after the brief dalliance with John Karabi. He's now with the Dead Daisies, and the Dead Daisies are awesome, by the way. But that's actually he's not. He was in the Dead Daisies, now he's out. But that's okay. Um, but the opener was Cheap Trick, and so I'm not a huge Cheap Trick fan. But you go to a concert like that, and you just know every song, and it was fantastic. So that was a really great show. Um, I'm going to say uh, one of yours, Dave Duran Duran. I saw them right. in 2016 with Chic and Nile Rodgers opening. Ooh, yeah. That was yeah. a fun show. That's, and they yeah, sounded that's the same show I went to here. Yeah, great show. And they played this little shed here in, in Nashville and maybe six thousand people there, seven thousand people. Good crowd. A very good crowd. But man, what a great show they put on. Um Paul McCartney, the Freedom Tour in two thousand two. Great show. I saw we were living in New York at the time. And I won the lottery for tickets. You know, it was the old school, you know, you call and call and, and we got oh, the tickets. Yeah. Sandy was pregnant with, with Drew and Mitch at the time, but we got four seats in Madison Square Garden to see Paul McCartney. 
face value. And I think face value at the time was like, you know, 250 bucks. And it was so cool to go to Madison Square Garden and you could see, hey, look, there's Billy Joel. Oh, hey, there's Howard Stern. It was a really cool experience. And the show, I think Paul's lost, as much as I love Paul McCartney, I think he's lost his voice a little bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely great, great show. Uh, I got distracted. Does Mandy, Mandy's asking, do we know how Duran Duran chose her name? Yes, that would be from the great science fiction film from 1968, Barbarella, featuring Jane Fonda. And the doctor was Duran Duran. So how did you Google that so fast, Bill? I, it's all right up here <laughs> in my useless knowledge of Bill. Um, all right. Um, Eric Johnson. I've seen Eric Johnson probably about 20 times. First time I saw him was at this shithole right next to the Texas A&M campus called Eastgate Live. And it was the uh, uh, first semester of my freshman year. So it was 1987, um, fall, of, fall of 1987. And there couldn't have been more than 90 to 120 people there. I was six feet from him. And just to see that type of, and I had never really heard of him. A buddy of mine just knew I was in a guitar and said, you got to come see this guy. And to see that type of artistry up close. And I'll never forget the one thing that always stuck with me because it was just him was three piece band. And he's just very soft spoken between every song. Being, Thank you very much. This is whatever song, but between songs, he would like do a run because he'd screwed something up. I never figured out what he screwed up, but he was figuring out what he screwed up and like running through it again until he was satisfied. <laughs> nice. I was like that. And the number one. Now this is going to be a little bit of a surprise, but not really. Um, Van Halen, but it's a wow. specific show. It's I, a specific see, show. I thought you were going to say like Taylor Swift or something that really would have surprised me. No. Um, the best Van Halen show I ever saw because it's the only, and it's the only one in my like top 50 shows. Cause most of the times I saw Van Halen, I mean, parts of it were good, but it wasn't ever like cohesively great. They played um, a free show in downtown Dallas in December of 1991. At that point, thankfully at the time, well, I didn't think so at the time, but I had been invited to pursue academics excellence elsewhere by Texas A&M, so I was at home that semester. <laughs> and they played a free show in downtown Dallas, um, and it was right right in Dallas Alley in, in the West End. And I got there. Sandy and I were dating at the time. Her and I were down, went down there and was able to see them live. But we got there real early and got there so early, you know, the crowd's pushing back and forth. And I got slammed into a light post and just dropped like that, like completely blacked out. Had to be pulled out of there. Paramedics got me going. But what was great about it, they hadn't started the show yet. I got to be on the rooftop of a building right overlooking the stage. I got no pictures. I didn't have a camera with me. I didn't think I'd need it. But greatest show, seat I've ever seen. They were so great that day. They taped it. You can find it online if you uh, uh, search YouTube for Dallas Free Show 1991. They pro shot the show, and it's great sounding show. It was just amazing show. Um, were you like on that, a stretcher or something? It was right on the street. Yeah. No, what? No, I'm sorry. No. I said, were you on a stretcher laying down just watching the show? Um, no, I was just, I had like a, I had a bump on my noggin and you know, I was all good, but yeah, that was my, that was my best show I've ever seen. I've got some honorable mentions. I'll get to a little bit later, more, you know, small band stuff, but those are the ones. Those are my five. Nice. Cool. Jason. I'm not, not going to buy the rules either. So I got 
Before you go, Joe Haley from uh, ASI. Joe, hope you're doing well. Paul McCartney, July 14th, 1990, Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. To be able to see a Beatle perform live was everything I thought it would be. That's a gr- I would have bet that was a great show. I bet that was a great show. Yeah, here's Paul in 93. That was probably a close. And here is that. Here's Van Halen, 1991. So this mm-hmm. was probably right before Dallas or right after. Um, so the reason they played the Dallas Free Show is because the Monsters of Rock tour. If you remember Monsters of Rock in 1988, um, it was Kingdom Come, Metallica, Dawkins, Scorpions, Van Halen. They played Houston one night. The next night they played Dallas. Sammy lost his voice, so they played two songs and cut the thing short. And said we'll come back and do a free show. It took them three years, but they did it. <laughs> it was probably right around the same time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Probably coming tour. Um, yeah, it was probably around that tour. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay. So, um, so this one here, this it's metal, of course, but this is my very rat. first rat 1987. Nice. And so then my good story about rat as Dave knows, then our band got to open for rat. Is that the show um, where you open for them? No, I was okay. uh, 16. <laughs> um, we opened that's 2001 right after September 11th. So that was memorable because it was the first one. Did they sound better there or at the Beaumont Club when you opened for them? The Beaumont was so loud that I I don't know. I mean, it was so loud. It was deafening. (laughs) Um, So then this one, Queens of the Stone Stone Age Age with Primus. Nice. CGIP tickets. And I picked this one because this was my oldest son's first concert. My oldest son has only been to uh, VIP shows, so he really does not know what true concerts like so he always i get these tickets and then we're up in the suite all this awesome stuff and then so then my second my youngest son black keys that was just last year but that Mm -hmm. was actually his first concert he's 13 but he never wanted to go i tried to get him to go to like kiss and all these different stuff but this is the first one he went to so he loved this and uh so that was pretty cool and then uh, another metal concert clash of the titans Oh, this one was uh, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, and Alice in Chains, when nobody knew who they were, opened up. So that was facelift for first tour. So that's memorable. Um, I would pick – so I've got a couple, few other tickets here, but my probably my fifth one, and Dave probably knows who one of my favorite bands to watch, and it's not Iron Band. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the uh, band at Vegas for X, that's always there. X, the Limit. I mean, I get such an amazing kick out of watching those guys. Those guys are great. And I have joined you for many times, many times watching The Limit. They're amazing players. None of you guys mentioned the other band that we've seen together in Vegas. Phoenix? (laughs) Steel Panther? Yeah. (laughs) I I actually had them on the list, my honorable mentions. They do put on a pretty good show, I got to say. They put on a great show. Yeah. And since I'm last, I'll keep talking. And you guys keep going. My um, biggest regret concert I did not go to, Bill, is the shirt you're wearing. When Foo Fighters, it was in Lawrence, Dave, at the Bottleneck. And at Hovercraft, which was uh, Eddie wow. Vedder and his wife, played. So that was like Foo Fighters' very first show ever. Oh, that's cool. I was almost going to go, and then I didn't. And then and you regret it ever since. Um, let's see. So this one. This is Rush in Topeka. Eric Johnson opened up. Oh, nice. Drove in a full-on blizzard for three hours to get there. That's very memorable. Uh, Did you leave after Eric Johnson? No. 
Here's Kiss when they brought their makeup back. So I had to go see that, of course. Queens Rye playing Operation Mindcrime in its entirety. That wasn't the uh, Kiss the show in um, Topeka. When local Friends Outhouse opened for them, was it? Uh, no, I was speaking of Outhouse. So see this one. This is a. Uh, this tells you how Scatterbrain. I saw them at the Outhouse. In the actual Lawrence, Outhouse in Lawrence, outhouse, which is. Um, a, for those of you that are not in Lawrence, Kansas, it's a cinder block building in the middle of nowhere. Uh -huh. I think it's a cornfield. Yeah, it's Sounds a safe. That's uh, where all the skinheads hung out. And so we're a bunch of, we we're the only people that have tattoos. We were like in high school. It was frightening, <laughs> but it was a good concert. Um, saw the stones. They, I know building like stones, but 89 steel wheels. That was awesome. Oh, real quick, Brett, I'm going to jump. Go ahead, get that one. I wanted Brett Schaefer's got a real good comment. This one I had a horrible <laughs> flu, but you know, when you're young, you still do go to these things, even though you're feeling see who it is. Metallica. Metallica. So Metallica in their heyday. But yeah. I, I remember I was unbelievably sick, but I still went. So Brett Schaefer said, I've been estimating, I've been estimating I've been to about a thousand shows at this point. And his, one of his favorites is the Who, the Kids Are All Right Tour, 1989, Giant Stadium. That would be awesome. Be a good one. Yeah. I've never seen the Who. Um, I, I always wanted to, but never never saw them. I'm going to get to still time, a, Bill. I know. Well, still yeah, time. there's still two left. <laughs> they take the song "Who Are You" to a whole new level because I don't know who's in the band. Okay, so that was a joke, everybody. Feel free to laugh. Um, Joe Haley says, "I love the ticket stubs. I have a cigar box filled with stubs that date back to the '70s. Today we get those dumb electronic tickets." Joe's right. Yeah. Well, I've got more if we want to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of time to fill. So one of my um, honorable mentions is actually Guns N' Roses um, uh, 2016 when they did the Not In This Lifetime tour. And it was mainly because I saw them at Nissan Stadium here in Nashville and Chris Stapleton opened for them, which was oh, really? awesome. I love eclectic bills like that where it's not like the same type of music for five straight hours. I love that juxtaposition. So that, that was one um, – uh, and then I've got uh, a bunch of band together ones. I've been blown away at a bunch of band together, which is the Danny Rosen uh, charity event. A lot of us go to American Aquarium in 2018. Fantastic. Um, Michael Franti in 2015, equally fantastic. And then my favorite one though, honestly is London souls. If you've never heard of the London souls, it's a two piece band. It's a guitar player and a drummer. And that's it on stage. And the amount of sound that they were able to project and fill still blows me away to this day. Uh, one of the most amazing feats of musicianship I've ever seen for two guys to do that much. Really they good, good on um, album too? They, they are. They, they lose a little bit of their power, quite frankly. Um, it sounds backwards. But... Do, you me, do you want me to recommend a live album to you? I'm just kidding. Probably not. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I've got uh, with my sons. So uh, one of my sons is into hip hop. The other one's into good music. Um, so, but, but honestly, one of my favorite shows I've been to see logic uh, who's a rapper, white boy rapper. Yeah. He's a, talks, he raps very quickly. He's a one trick pony, but it's a really cool trick. So I've been with Mitch twice and just to watch through his eyes, the music that moves him, whether I like it or not, it's irrelevant but it moves him. And I love that. And then Drew, I've been to two concerts with, uh, two concerts with Mitch, two concerts with Drew. Um, I saw Eric Johnson acoustic with Drew very close up. And that was really cool. Drew plays guitar. And then we saw Tremonti, uh, which is some pretty hardcore 
uh, metal. Um, we saw them pretty up close too. It was very loud, extraordinarily loud. Awesome. Those are some honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah, this week, my son was supposed to go see NF tomorrow, and that got canceled. NF's another white boy rapper. Mm-hmm. And then that's yeah, Thursday, Evan was supposed to go too. Yeah, Thursday was supposed to be uh, Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine. So that's a bummer, and that's, that's a bummer. Here now, next July. So. What show? Let me. Okay, so a couple couple comments, and I got questions. All right, so Joe, I think I said he's got. Uh, he's talked about the ticket subs. Meredith Wallace. Has anyone heard of Sonia Dada, best live show she's ever seen at the pageant in St. Louis? I have not. As opposed to the band Dada that did the I'm going to Disneyland song? I don't think it's that different band. Just Um, kidding, Meredith. uh, So so one of the questions I want to ask is when Sheesh posed, what was your first concert? Uh, Now, Meredith said her first concert was Rick Springfield, 1982, Greenville, South Carolina. The tickets were $12.50. I will tell you my first concert. My parents took me to my birth uh, for my birthday. It was 1980, and I saw the Gambler, Kenny Rogers, the opener, Gallagher, the watermelon smashing comedian. Nice. So this U2 in '84. Yeah. Thirteen dollars and fifty cents. That's awesome. I'm going to tell you that's not what I paid to see them at Arrowhead on the Joshua Tree tour. No, that didn't even get you a beer at Arrowhead during the Joshua Tree tour. No, yeah, it was thirteen dollars in Joplin, Kansas, or Joplin, Missouri, for a rat. So, so is that your first show, Dave? That was your first concert ever? Uh, no, my very, very first mm-hmm. was the Scorpions. We are Scorpions. And my mother was kind enough to take all of my friends and myself to that, and she wore earplugs, and we all rocked out. Uh-huh. Good times. For the Scorpions. Awesome. I think shortly after that, I saw Rush and Duran Duran, all kind of in that same era. And by the way, Rush still is one like. You know, their last couple of tours, they 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 did a tour where they kind of deconstructed the stage yeah. as the concert went on, and they went back in time and played their older music, starting mm-hmm. from new back to old. And these these guys reconstructed the stage in real time as the music was going on. That was pretty spectacular. I've seen a video of that, and that's the that's the tour I wish I would have seen. Rush, I great. really, I yeah, really cool concept. And then they did their. Uh, the tour before that, they did their final show of the tour here in Kansas City. It was a Clockwork Angels tour where they took an orchestra mm-hmm. with them. Um, and the, the violinist in that uh, orchestra is Jonathan Dinklage, brother of actor Peter Dinklage, uh, who happens to be friends with, with the Rudds. And, uh, and, and Paul managed to get everybody some really nice seats. And um, halfway through the show, we all couldn't figure out where he went and he, sure enough he was up on stage uh, conducting the orchestra <laughs> so that was a great rush show um so brett schaefer said his first concert was billy idol joe haley and i just lost that comment and i gotta find it now because it was really great and a long one so right. hold on here here we go uh joe haley come on I want to see i can read it can you read yeah read joe's comment because i think his was a clash yeah, class. Uh, the general mission made to the front, twelve feet from stage. You can see the sweat dripping off Joe Strummer's nose. <laughs> nice. That's $10, awesome. Ten dollars fifty cents. Yep. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Mandy saw the same show I did. D- Kenny Rogers with Dottie West, Gallagher opening. Gallagher. Was he smashing um, uh, watermelons. watermelons oh, well, that, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's. Look, you that don't go to a Van Halen show and they don't play Jump. Trust me, water or Gallagher was smashing watermelons. 
Uh, Rich Graham uh, said that he lucked out and got sixth throw for Garth, Garth Brooks fa- for face value in 2015, 75 bucks. Wow. Yeah, he nice. good shows. All right, Joe, what was your first show, Jason, your very first show? Why? Uh, it may have been Ray Stevens that one I showed you. <laughs> Let's see what this. That's why they call him the streak. Yeah, that was 1981. <laughs> wow. Know, the one I chose to go to was 1987. That was rad. So with yeah. poison. I think a, a, an interesting, more recent phenomenon too that I, I, there might among my favorite shows for a totally different reason is bands that I followed in college or looked up to mm-hmm. over the years have started doing this thing where they do um, living room shows, basement shows yeah. across the country. So I think Jason's been to at least one or two in my basement where over the years I've had um, Sean Kelly from the samples performed right out here outside my office and Mike Doty from soul coughing fame performed here. And those are always a blast just cause it's so totally different and weird seeing these people that you used to see in, clubs yeah. perform in your basement that that was a lot of fun what was a bass player was it scrap or uh, yeah he played um cello when mike Doty played here was a scrap or something uh-huh. yeah so yeah. Cool. do any of you if i ask let me ask this question what's the show you went to that you're expecting it'll be fine it'll be ordered but you're blown away and walked out wow i'm so glad i went is there a show that sticks out in your mind that completely captured you captivated you when you weren't expecting it um, I don't I remember the, the one I showed the black keys they were amazing yeah. so you know I went because this is what my son chose he wanted to go to and I like the black keys they're, they're good you know but man they mm-hmm. sounded amazing it's yeah. a great job so I'm sure there's others but that's that was last year so I can remember that one yeah Dave what about you uh yeah there's probably been a few but I, I remember at one point in time somebody said you need to go see a muse show as a musician you'd you'd appreciate what they sound like live and they were definitely right I walked out of there and was was kind of blown away at, at how how well put together the the sound was and they're not they're not ones to use a lot of backing tracks and stuff so a lot of what you're hearing is like actually people playing the parts and you know so Dave, i was with you for one of those just fyi yeah you're right in vegas <laughs> <laughs> uh, when those uh, the drones were flying around inside the arena, that was cool. And you forget uh, the songs that they have too. I mean, the whole thing yeah. is like, oh my god, I forgot this song. I forgot this song. That was awesome. Well, that's we were talking about. That was a show when one of the worst sounding shows I'd heard was one of the more recent Van Halen tours. But who were we talking about? That was the opening band. It wasn't Casey and the Sunshine Band. It was Cool um, Gang. Yeah, they sounded fantastic. I was shocked, and I was shocked at how many of their songs I knew. So. That might be another one. All right. So we got uh, Brett took his youngest to see Panic at the Disco last year, and he was not looking forward to it. Um, well, he was wrong. What an incredible show. That was Brett Schaefer. Meredith Wallace took her son to One Republic. Didn't know their songs very well. It was amazing. And then we have people greeting each other. So, yeah, Did you, you didn't answer questions. the question? No, question? I didn't. I didn't. Um, so two, or one that comes to mind is I got actually free tickets to go see Queen and Adam Lambert. And I'm like, it's free and I'll go. I heard that was a good show. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was a great show. I was blown away how good they were. Um, 
Adam Lambert is not Freddie Mercury, but I don't, I can't picture anybody else doing what he did in that framework. Those songs are very big. Those shoes are very big. And Freddie Mercury, or, uh, I'm sorry, um, Brian May is just fantastic. So I, I was, I was, did not expect a lot. And then um, I had friends drag me to go see Reverend Horton Heat um, mm-hmm. in college. I was I mean, like, uh, they put on a great show. Man, that show is yeah. just, it's not rockabilly. It's psychobilly. It is nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. So th- that's one. How about the worst concert you've ever been to? Here's one. <laughs> ZZ Top. I, Whoa! ZZ Top. I love Whoa. ZZ Top. And it was like, um, it was like they were playing on Zoom. <laughs> they were all off and unsyncopated. Yeah. I don't know if Billy was drunk or what. And so that was a major disappointment. <laughs> birthday or got it for my birthday or something and it's just like what happened <laughs> so we, we, we may have touched on this last week because there were I, there were bands i saw when i was a teenager that i was so excited for like van halen who's mm-hmm. you know the stage looked awesome it, i'm sure sonically it, it probably didn't sound as good as it does mm-hmm. in my head and then seeing them 20 years later and they sounded horrendous then there are bands like uh, Def Leppard, who sounded horrible 30 years ago, but put on a killer show and now have kind of come full circle and are back to playing these very good sounding clean sets and stuff that kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, as much as I love Van Halen, they never fail to disappoint live. I, 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 that's just my been my experience. I mean, there's a few times I've seen when they've been fantastic, but most of the time it is sloppy. It's, it's not good. Here's a good comment. Um, Prince. Well, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, Meredith Wallace. I regret to say Prince. I called it the Prince medley tour. He didn't sing one complete song the entire night. Yeah. I like seeing Elvis sing Hound Dog in the late 70s. It's like a 30-second word. There ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, all right. Next one. Let's go. Um, Rich Graham, Leon Redbone. Sounded like a shitty cruise ship act. Nice. I know what that sounds like. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I've, said awesome. I think I've said it before. Mine was David Lee Roth. Um, during the Sam and Dave tour, he was just, it was unwatchable. Gabe McGraw, I love this one. Yes, Gabe, I, I don't even, Gabe wins. Worst, Dave Matthews Band, 2018. Huge fans of theirs, left after seven songs. Joe Haley, Elvis Costello, 1991. Um, he said, <laughs> that asshole still owes me 2250. <laughs> wow. Started with accidents, will happen on the plate every slow song he ever wrote. Yeah. That's frustrating when you go to a bad show. What's your next show? What's the show you think you're going to see next? I'll, I'll start. I've been itching to see uh, – I've been getting a lot more into country music the last couple of years, broadening my horizons. I've seen them before. I want to go see Josh Abbott Band again. They're so fantastic. It is really good. Texas Red Dirt Country. And I really want to go see Josh Abbott again. What about you, Jason? I wanted to see Reg get some sheen this week, but – but that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I really don't, I have no clue. All right, David. I, you know, I was looking forward to local music seasoning season kicking off here and uh, it's unfortunately not happening at the moment. I will say it's, if you go, I don't know if you saw this yet, Jason, but like all of the local musicians uh, that are kind of supporting the Midwest music foundation did a collaborative zoom kind of thing that came out today. That's, that was pretty well done, pretty impressive, tons of local music. Um, so I was just looking forward to seeing local bands again. That's good. That's More yeah. Anything. I think I am too. I just, that's the one that sticks out. All right. So any new music, anybody want to share this week? 
Jason, Dave, Dave, Jason, Jason, Dave, Dave, Jason. I don't think I have anything new this week. No, I, I do. Fake names. Right. Fake names is a band I stumbled across this weekend Fake as I was looking names. for new music. Apparently, the only person who's actually doing the work on this show. All right. Fake names by is the name of the album and the name of the group. Fake names. So they're uh, put together by a couple DC punk legends: uh, Brian Baker, who was in Minor Threat, Dag Nasty, and Bad Religion. And Michael Hampton, who's an SOA, Embrace, and One Last Wish. It's kind of like polished punk, um, so, but it's really good, up-tempo, eight, 10 songs, about 28 minutes. <laughs> it's fast, but it's really melodic stuff. Fake nice. names. I like it. I'm going to check it out. Fake yeah. names. And then uh, I got a couple more comments here. Uh, Brett Schaefer said he's seen so many shows ruined by the fans, not, one of the, not the performers, don't get me started. I think John Anderson said Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, Kelsey Cunningham loves Josh Abbott. Uh, Mandy Rudd, I'd like to see any banded person, not in a square on my computer. She misses local music the, <laughs> music, uh, local music the most right now. Uh, Gabe McGraw says his next concert, concert's tonight on stageit.com, Matthew Mayfield. Rich Graham says he's been digging the American Aquarium since last week's pro tip from the only person who does the homework nice. on this show. And then uh, Brett. Thank God for Bill. Boy, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that on a daily basis, I'd be very poor. <laughs> um, and then new and new album is from Brett Schaefer. New album by Andy Fresco, Fresco, Frasco, Andy Fresco, and the UN. Keep on keeping on. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug one that's happening this. Actually, I'll plug two that are happening this week, but they're gonna be in squares on your computer. Um, Speaking of Stage It, Gabe mentioned Stage It. Chris Daughtry's doing one on Wednesday on Stage It where you get to pick his set list, which is pretty cool. Okay. We'd like to put a tip in his jar to help suggest a tip, the set list, you can do that. And then Wednesday night, the uh, the music school my mom started here in Kansas City, Harmony Project KC, mm -hmm. these young kids that are learning to play cello and violin and everything else are performing uh, at 7 o'clock Wednesday night, which will be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Awesome. All right, so the new music we're recommending is Fake Names this week. Give fake Names. Fake Got Names. It. Give it a tumble. So next week, our topic, I'm pretty excited about this. We're finally going to tie in a little bit of promo. So we're going to talk about bands with the best merchandise. So if you want to do your homework like we do here, do your homework. Join us next week. We'll be on at <laughs> 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Pacific. Do the math anywhere else. And that will do it for us here on the uh, promo show. Promo show. I got to thank promo show. On the promo music roundtable, but I got to thank our good pals over at promo show. Got 140 suppliers exhibiting. You got over 500 distributors stopping by every single day. We've got a video posted right there on the promo show Facebook page. It's pinned so you can see it first. It shows you how easy it is to go ahead and use that promo show. It really connects everybody in the industry. It's the entire industry virtually. guys. We'll see you next week. And everybody who participated, thank you guys so very much. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.